Welcome to Character Crunch, episode 150. My name is David Moore. Joining me, like he always does, my best friend for what we have now established as 21 years. Electrical engineer by day, Jeff Daly by night. Jeff Daly. Yes. When I'm an electrical engineer, you can call me Sherman. Just just Sherman? Yeah, sure. Just Sherman. Okay, Dave, got it. If our friendship was a person, it'd be legal drinking age by now. That is that is actually concerning and true. Although at the same time, also joining a special guest from what I'm going to call right now probably the best Nickelodeon podcasts across the internet. Patricia Miranda from Old School Lane. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Everything, the rain has, has, has destroyed our internet connections, but that's okay. We will, we will muscle through uh, mountains of, of water that are pouring from the sky. Today, today my dog. Literal my type, mountains. Literal mountains of rain. Um, my... <laughs> my 11 pound brussels griffin dog right she's she's this little tiny thing she 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 absolutely despises the rain she refuses to go out inside out in the rain ever won't won't even leave the porch terrified absolutely terrified well her one of her favorite things to do is go sit on the porch right i have a big porch i'm on the second floor apartment she likes to go outside, sit in the porch, bark at the occasional dog who walks by, smell the flowers out there, and hang out, chew a bone, lay there. Okay? Oh, she goes out there because she just wants to go out there, and I just let her out there now. She lays down, and the rain just starts pouring down, like, out of nowhere. And she's out there. And I'm like, she's not asking to come in. She's still out there. Mm-hmm. I, like, open the door. She's she's curled up, hidden underneath this this table that's out there, like, crying. Like and like burst into the door. And I'm like, dog, like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> Come inside, Chewbacca. It's okay. You don't have and then she curls up, smells like a wet dog, and that's the thing. Um, when it rainstormed, my girlfriend's dog in the basement <laughs> we have a couple boxes and a crawl space and everything. The dog managed to jump across two boxes and curl up into a ball. On the other side of the boxes. This is a 65 pound, like three foot tall dog, <laughs> afraid of thunder and rain. I just, Patricia, do you have a dog? These stories. My sister has a dog. His name is Riley, and he is a golden retriever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always think of the dog from Rugrats as. As like the the pinnacle of the moment that I thought dogs see in black and white, which I still don't feel like is actual science or not. I don't see in black mm, and white. I, I mean, they, they're not really. I mean, they colors um, like faint color. Faint so colors. It's not, it's not like all black and white, like they show in the cartoons. Yeah. Do you guys like hear the pitter patter of rain? 
I so hear it. I, I'm on the second floor, and I I was saying I I can hear it. It's like all I can hear when we started. I was like, I got. I hope that doesn't sound like static. Um, before we jump into anything here, other than than random dog talking, yeah, Patricia, I want you to tell everybody about Old School Lane and your other podcasts as well. Sure. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Patricia Miranda. I'm the co-founder of a blog named Old School Lane. Uh, I started back in December of 2011, where I posted various blogs, varying from movies, TV shows, and video games and all that stuff. And back in I started to have the idea of wanting to do a Nickelodeon tribute and doing kind of like a retrospective series and looking back on all the shows and all the movies and discuss about my personal opinions of it. And um, as time went on, I did the podcast in casual chats where I various either movies or TV shows or video games or anime, or we even have special guests coming by ranging from creators of TV shows, writers, voice actors, um, online content creators, a whole bunch of people. And back in 2013 was when I joined the Reopen Nickelodeon Studios Facebook page and I help kickstart the Nickelodeon Slimecast podcast where we discuss about various Nickelodeon topics. And I guess more people would know more about that page because around 2014 was when we started a new series called Nick Smissel, where we discussed about various canceled or rejected Nickelodeon pilots, projects, spinoff series. And somebody on YouTube named Blame It On Jorge shared a link uh, to one of the episodes that I did on Ned's Declassified High School Survival Guide, which was supposed to be um, a continuation where Ned and his friends go to high school, and it never happened. So apparently that blew up, and we gotten a lot of subscribers since then. And since then, we've done like two more, um, um, you know, Nick's Missiles. We've done Nick's Missile 2, which is about... Nickelodeon shows that were planned to be done, but then they eventually moved over to other networks. Like there was going to be a Clarissa Explains It All sequel in CBS. There was going to be a Double Dare for adults program in CBS. Then there's Disney stuff. Sounds sounds like an amazing idea. I love that. There's a comment you made in one of your videos. Yeah, go ahead. Pretty recently where I felt like, and maybe, maybe this is me hearing things, but it seemed like you didn't like Double Dare 2000. No, I and- do not. I mean, it's not, it's not that I don't like it. It, it. If you grew up with it, it's fine. It's just that I felt that if you are going to bring back Double Dare for a new generation, it, it has to, you know, do something different. I feel for the sake of, oh, we're just doing this because it's the new millennium and not for the fact of let's try to see if we can, you know, bring back Double Dare for a new generation and let's see if we can up the ante. Um, it but, just felt exactly the same to me. But Double Dare is just... All it is anyway is a combination of like like Japanese like uh obstacle course right like racing mixed with um oh god, what's that horrible uh game show Jeff you're gonna remember that's hosted by um oh it's like family family feud family feud family thank you feud, internet yes. yeah and, and it's like it's like a mix of family feud with a Japanese like obstacle coursing thing. With the addition of, hey, here's some slime. <laughs> sure, sure. That's, like, that's all, I mean, that's all me. it is. I, I don't hate Double Dare 2000. If you want to talk about um, a reboot of a Nickelodeon show that I really hate, 
that would have to be the Wild and Crazy Kids 2002 reboot or My Family's Got Guts. Now, I genuinely do not like those. Double Dare 2000 is fine. Okay. All what right. this has made These me are- realize is I know nothing about Nick. <laughs> so, so no, 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 no. This is this is important because because Jeff, um, growing up with you as as my best friend, you were the guy that was totally into Cartoon Network, right? Yes, because that's so, Scooby Doo. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> so so I actually kind of thought this would be fun because I mean, obviously, I, I've crossed the both. Yeah, I mean, there's both a lot sides. of interesting. I mean, I love Scooby Doo as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I have a lot of my colleagues from Manic Expression, known as Y Boy and that long haired creepy guy. They do Scooby Doo retrospectives, where they're covering the series. And um, yeah, I almost, I'm also a huge fan as well. Uh, you know, knowing about like all the little cool fun facts and stuff like that. Probably my favorite fun fact of all time that I found out a couple of years ago was that. You know, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was originally going to be an episode of the SWAT Cats Radical Squadron series. But when the show was canceled, they reworked it into being a Scooby-Doo movie. Is that why it, it's not, it was so weird and off compared to the rest of Scooby-Doo? I no, guess I really could say bad. that, sure. No, no, I loved all those. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I but for a lot of people, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was like the kickstart to modern Scooby-Doo as it is. So, you know what? Yeah. I mean, if... I mean, you know, take it for what it is. Yeah, that's pretty cool to know. I didn't know that. If you're to, if you're to ask my opinion of modern Scooby Doo, it is not in its favor. I I appreciate the old show for what it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but I obviously don't have a, a love for it. Sure, I I, I, I don't have a love for it because I don't watch it anymore. I don't have cable, so I don't get a chance to watch a lot of the new shows. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, Did I love Cartoon Network as well. But I always grew up as a person who watched uh, a lot of Nickelodeon, especially in my early years. In my later years, that's where I leaned over to watching stuff on Cartoon Network and Toonami because I was getting into anime. Yeah. Was Double Dare that show that had them pick the giant nose? Yes. 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 Okay, yes. That <laughs> <laughs> um, you brought up another show. Oh. Oh, here's here's something, Jeff, and this is this is something I feel like I talked to you about, and she brought this up. Is yeah. Nesty Classified School Survival Guide? Yes. Yes. What the what the heck is the history of that show? Because here's here's the way I remember it growing up, and you're gonna fill in these gaps right now, Patricia. You're gonna you're gonna explain everything to me. I I'll feel try. like I feel like they aired like six episodes that of that show on like the middle of the day when I was sick once. And I never saw it again until like maybe like less than a decade ago mm. <laughs> where they where they were rerunning it. And I was like, I swear to God, this show was never a thing. That oh, existed. no, I watched it all the time when I was growing up, Dave. Like I remember <sighs> watching it all, like all the time on Nick. It was one of my favorite Nick shows. Did it did it disappear and get a revival at some point? I don't know. I mean, to be quite honest, I'm not very good with, you know, time schedules. But, I mean, I always felt to me that Ned Z Classified was always overshadowed by Dan Schneider shows like Zoe 101 and Drake and Josh, in which those were like the most popular shows out of all of them. So maybe in your neck of the woods, David, maybe you weren't able to see them as much because maybe it had an inconsistent time schedule. I mean, Nickelodeon has tended to do that. In more than one occasion. I 
Love that show. I think that's declassified is probably one of my most underrated episodes. Actually, one of like probably the first 10 episodes of this show was an episode talking about and as a classified school survival guide. Oh, wow. um, episodes. So I take it that you've already seen Devin Werkheiser's YouTube channel. Yes, I have actually. Um, awesome. I've, I've gone down, I've been going down like a Nickelodeon rabbit hole lately. It's just like, uh, when is this stuff coming back? Like, cause they keep, <laughs> well, they I keep mean, reviving I, things. Like, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I've actually did mention this in the very first next missile that they were planning on doing spin-off series where they were to gone to high school because the show wasn't as popular compared to like all the Dan Schneider shows. And then there was, they ran, there was a, you know, limited budget and a lot of the voice actors, I mean, not voice actors, actors, they couldn't be around. Like for example, um, the guy who played as cookie went off to do the Disney show, Zeke and Luther. And I remember that. And um, yeah, there was just like a whole, yeah, there was just like a whole bunch of things that delayed it for a long time. They eventually got too old. And so the show just got canceled. So, yeah, um, there was, uh, you know, trust me on this, you know, this isn't the first time in which, you know, there was something that was going to be coming up. It didn't happen for whatever reason. And then it just got sidelined. Man, Dan Schneider created all those Nick shows I loved when I was growing up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, I mean, I I have stated in my podcast numerous times and people think that I hate Dan Schneider because of, you know, but here's the thing. I don't hate Dan Schneider. I respect him. It's just that I feel that in recent years, he's become a one-trick pony. He's created the same shows over and over and over again, and it's very little variety. Yeah. Did he make iCarly, too? Yes, he yes, did make iCarly. Yeah, of course he did. I was going to say, because I'm like, iCarly is basically a Drake and Josh, like... So, like, so you're saying he's probably, he's probably using the same formula, just with new characters. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing that recently, like... You know, Henry Danger doesn't feature any of the recurring characters that he's been doing for the past 10 years. Um, so I guess he's starting off from scratch. I guess because Sam and Cat was pretty much a dumpster fire with all the controversies that happened with Janine McCurdy and... Um, um, on, okay. On, yeah, go ahead. Clear this up. What happened with that show? Because I watched, yeah, I, I watched okay. a, about, I about a half an episode of that show. And okay, from what yet. I understand, <laughs> Ariana Grande claimed that she wasn't getting as much money compared to Jeanette McCurdy. And there was like a falling off and they had major disagreements or something. And then they broke up and then the show just pretty much crashed and burned. As far as I've heard, I don't know if that's what really happened. But as far as I'm aware, there was like a lot of behind the scenes controversial things that happened between the actors and they didn't get along very well. Mm-hmm. And also around the same time, Dan Schneider was creating another spinoff that he was going to run around the same time as that, Sam and Cat, which would have been about Gibby from iCarly, but that also didn't happen. And I also talked about that in the first Nick's Missile as well. See, that sounds like such a better idea to me, though. No, 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 no. The idea, the the, the Gibby spinoff would have sucked. No, no, no. I'm serious. Um, So if any of you guys, you know that Gibby was the chubby kid who pulled off his shirt trying to be like Chunk from the Goonies. Right. But but see, that's why he has a lot of room to work with. the, The plot was is that he was going to work in a recreational center and he would have taught four loser middle school students to be cool. Mm. That's what it would have been about. I, I I agree with you that I think this might have been terrible, but part of me still kind of wants to see how that that plays out. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's such a curiosity. I mean, in some ways, we all know it might be a train wreck, but we just want to see it anyway. (laughs) Like like, like Sam and Cat was... I don't even remember what the plot of that show was. Is yeah, apparently, uh, from what I remember, and this was from a while like, ago, Sam and Cat they live together. They do a babysitting service, and it's yeah. just their wacky adventures. It's essentially like two bro girls, except Dan Schneider. Yeah, but formula. but is it? But isn't she the same character from yes, Mike Carly? Yes, she is. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know you have <laughs> you have I you have Sam from iCarly, and you have Cat. From I believe it's Victorious or whatever Dan Schneider show, and they're oh yeah, some- Victorious. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I mean Dan Schneider has done this before, in which he has had his um, characters from other TV shows um, come together for you know for like a, a TV special. Mm-hmm. Like there was uh, the iCarly and um, let's see, one I think it was iCarly and True Jackson VP. They had an episode together. And True Jackson VP. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anybody remember that like, show? No. <laughs> <laughs> that show that aired for a couple episodes and no one cared about it ever again. Like, yeah. like, like Naked Brothers Band or uh, Spectacular is one I like to remember a lot because mm. no one remembers Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can dedicate an entire podcast about obscure Nickelodeon shows that nobody talks about because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. I mean, trust me, if I if I can find somebody who can talk to me for at less for at least more than 15 minutes about Wienerville, then that would be amazing. I have no idea what that is. Oh, what? Exactly. You see, you're, there I've you go. Never, I've never heard of this. Is there? Okay, Wienerville is a 90s variety show. Featuring a guy named Mark Wiener, and he has various puppets, which is basically like his head in tiny little puppet bodies, and they do various skits together. There's a character named Boney, which is a dinosaur that is very cranky, and you have the mayor Dottie, and it, it shows a lot of like cartoons from the Paramount lineup. It's, you know, if you watch it in the perspective, it's like really, really weird. I like to call it the Pee-wee's Playhouse of the 90s. I was going to say, like, all this sounds like a Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like, one of Looking. the weird, like, weird stop-motion animated things from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty much that. Yes, absolutely. L- looking at pictures of it, it looks like the creepiest show. <laughs> it's not that creepy, watched. actually. I mean, it's just weird. I mean, watch the Hanukkah special. It, it is, like, the biggest craziest trip you will ever experience i would recommend that you go completely blind gather up a group of your friends watch the hanukkah special and you will be like what did we just watch your mind will be in a massive roller coaster it is so much fun the wienerville hanukkah special yeah that wienerville hanukkah special came out a year before the rugrats one which is this the one one with the weird like yellow-eyed puppets is this yellow-eyed where the eyes are (laughs) I'm no, I'm so no. sorry. Uh, in fact, uh, let me. I actually do have a poster. Let me. I'll be right back. I'm going to show you what the poster looks like. I um, Dave, let me ask you a question. Does all right, she I'm ready. Video? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So go. we're going to have to we're going to have to turn that back on in a minute. Um, <laughs> Jeff, do you remember this show with the weird, creepy puppets? No. No, no. Nickelodeon show? It was like, uh, they had, they were like scary and they all, like they had jaundice and like 
everything felt like it was gonna like basically the whole the whole show made me feel like I was gonna throw up. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, Dave. I'm looking up Wienerville right now, though. This is not a show I remember. Jeff, did you have you? Do you remember this show? Wienerville. Yes. Definitely not. I've never watched it. Have you? I I mean I got a bunch of like pictures of hedgehogs when I typed in Wienerville, so I don't I don't know what that's what that's All about. Right, I don't know There's like, how you spelled Wienerville. Let me just show you what it looks like. There's oh. some like porcupines. We don't have your video if you want to. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. My video's off. Hold on. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, some yeah when you walk it doesn't work. Does she have video? <laughs> We're like, how are we going to see this poster? Yeah, it doesn't work. Hold on, let me see if I can get it. It's a very obscure show. I mean, most people have never even heard of it. And it's always one of those things that I always have fun talking about, as well as as told by Ginger. But my channel is chock full of that stuff. So have fun with that. Jeff, do you remember as told by Ginger? This is really important to me now. Yes. Yes, you do. Isn't that the cartoon? Yes, it's a cartoon. Yeah, 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 I remember that. It's the only thing I remember liking about it is told by Ginger was like the misadventures of like how they're going to get that eyeball. So that's all I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That was, that was from the first episode. Yes. Is that is I feel like that was like a running plot line though throughout the it whole didn't, show. I mean, it did. It was like kind of reoccurring throughout the series, but definitely more or less around the first couple of episodes. Because when I when I saw your videos showing off that show, it was those kids that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. was was them going? Oh yeah, I totally do remember this show. Although oh, I did God. not remember how much of a like a dramatic, like life lesson, like serious show that show ended up being. Although told by Ginger. Yes, and I'm going to disagree with you about one thing here, Patricia. I'm gonna I'm gonna break your heart. I think though. Um, Sure, go ahead. The her singing the seal song is cringeworthy. And I maybe it's because I <laughs> because I haven't well, I, I ha- I mean, maybe it's maybe the, it's not about the song that is, you know, that's the that's her singing is amazing. It's it's the context of why she was singing yeah. it. You see, in that episode um, she and her friends were going to be doing this pa- uh, this talent show, and they were going to do it as best friends because they've always done these talent shows together. But then when you know they were deciding, oh, okay, we're going to sing the little seal girl song. But then all the other sc- the, the all the other kids in school were making fun of the fact that oh, she's doing it because it's like all babyish and childish. She's never going to stand a chance. And so the girls ditch uh, Macy. And Macy is really upset about this because they wanted to do this together as like best friends as a team. And then when she goes up on stage, she has the courage to sing the song, even though that the tape that is playing. Yeah. Remember tapes, everybody um, is broken and is not playing the song anymore. And so it's about the courage of singing or standing up to know that most people are against you. That's what the main message is. Okay. So maybe within context, that scene holds up a lot more and holds a lot more emotional value than yeah. than I than I remember it. But I was watching it, going, oh, I "You have to watch this. the whole episode for the context." I mean, there's there's people who I will defend plenty of animes, and and I rewatched Pokemon. I talked about this. I don't know how long ago, Jeff. Where mm-hmm. there are episodes of the new series of Pokemon that like actually get me like heartfelt moments, and I'm like, 
this is Pokemon. This is not supposed to make me cry. This is supposed to be dumb and probably the worst anime there is. Um, but yeah, at some point, it is still making me care and feel for these characters. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm probably wrong, and I, and I guarantee you that there's no... I, I think I tried to hunt down. There's no way to get like a legitimate copy of As Told by Ginger. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, I can't buy that show and watch it. Yeah, unfortunately, it was available on iTunes for a while, but then they took it down. They even took it down from Amazon, and right now, it officially um, online. Uh, they don't even have it on DVD yet, which is a shame. But yeah, that's what happens when a show is not popular enough compared to all the other ones. I mean, obviously, Hey Arnold's on DVD. DVD, Doug's on DVD, Danny Phantom's on DVD, Chalk Zone's on DVD, but you know, shows like this, you know, we're never going to see it. I we, mean, yeah, we did a very early episode of this show on Chalk Zone as well. One there, of my, was, oh, cool, yeah, one that's of, awesome. One of my favorite, favorite Nickelodeon cartoons that has it's, it's great. I, I do agree, absolutely. I, yeah. I've spoken to two years ago. We, he talked about. Um, you know, doing the music for the show, and he talked about debunking a rumor that Chalk Zone was not influenced by Simon in the Land of Chalk drawings, and um, <laughs> which everybody says, every single person, every single interview that I've ever seen or review or whatever says Chalk Zone was inspired by Simon in the Land of Chalk drawings. It's about a kid named Simon, and and he goes to the other side of a fence where there's a chalk world. It's like. Okay, it's a huge coincidence, sure, but that's not where Chalk Zone came from. <laughs> and if somebody Bill, had somebody had told Bill me that. Actually, I be- yeah. I'd believe them if somebody told yeah, me that. Yeah, that <laughs> exactly. So, so I know probably why I have a problem remembering some of the stuff you, you list out. Because I remember those late 90s, early 2000s show. Yeah, well, that makes sense because I am older. And I, w- I grew up with this kind of stuff yeah. uh, a little bit more than the late 2000s stuff. Um, like the, the only way I'd watch Legends. Some pieces of the early 2000s stuff. Like, you know, I did see, you know, uh, bits and pieces of Fairly Odd Parents and Chalk Zone and uh, Jimmy Neutron. And, but I was there for Nickelodeon for watching As Told by Ginger and Caitlin's Way and Taina because those yeah. shows were geared for teenagers. and uh, But for the most part, I did see a lot of anime when I was in high school. So I was, you know, watching Toonami a lot, and I was watching various shows. Sadly, you know, looking back on it in context, all the shows that were on, you know, Kids WB. But, um, yeah, for the most part, um, you know, I, I do know a lot of people who do have fond memories of the early 2000s Nickelodeon shows as well. For a lot of people my age, apparently that's when Nickelodeon ended. But I don't agree, I mean, for the most part. I mean, sure, there were, you know, the live action shows, you know, for un- unless it was done by Dan Schneider, there weren't nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I wasn't really too crazy about the Nick Cannon show or Romeo or um, Unfabulous or anything like that. Oh, but- Unfabulous. See, this, <laughs> see, when you list things like that, that's where I say, like, that's where Nickelodeon all fell apart. Yeah, where- unfortunately, the uh, the second show created by Sue Rose that I don't really care about. Mm-hmm. First one being Angelina Conda, which I want to kill myself every time I see that show. But at the same time, she created Pepper Ann. So you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you're cool. You, you yeah. can get one one good hit, you're okay in my book. But sure. um, you're never supposed to ask a woman this ever. Jeff will agree with me. Um, 
but it's important for the context of this conversation is oh, is what year yeah. what year were you born in which is because i i was born in 92 right so i mean to call myself a 90s kid is kind of a lie but i still kind of love to call myself a 90s kid um and and i grew up watching hey arnold and doug and rugrats with my dad when i was like 4 right that so dog, right Dad hated cat dog. Dad hated <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't like it either. So I'm with your dad on that. What about Rocket I, Power? No, I'm. You know, Rocket Power is definitely one of those guilty pleasure shows that it was cool for the '90s. But when you look back on it now, it's like, oh my god, we went through that phase. It's so. It's trying so it, hard to be cool, but it's and it's overall kind of silly. It's it screams nineties in the Absolutely. best way though. Like, like <laughs> out of the all the Nicktoons that aired in the nineties, Rocket Power has aged the worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean I'm watching Hey Arnold right now. Okay. Awesome. I bought the I bought the box set and I actually I got to I was watching it right before this show. So I got to a really crucial point in the history of Hey Arnold that I really was like, oh man, I can't wait to talk about this. Um, I went to Walmart. I bought the box set for 20 bucks. They had one left on the shelf. If I couldn't get one, I was like, I'm just going to go out to Walmart and see if they got one copy left. Like, maybe I'll get lucky because I know this thing got put out a while back, right? Mm-hmm. But it, but if it's sitting there, I'll be lucky. Like, I checked the Target. The Target's closer. Didn't have any. I was like, I will buy this show legitimately some way, no matter what. It used to be on Netflix. I rewatched it when it was on Netflix, which I think is what got us to the Jungle movie, honestly. But um, I, I got to a point in season three, which is where I am right now. I'm on disc two of season three. And I just got to Arnold betrays Iggy or Iggy betrays Arnold, which is an episode that you brought up, Patricia, in one of your episodes or one of your shows talking about how this was the episode that Craig Bartlett, like openly apologized for, for being one of like the worst episodes and and the writing was off and horrible Mm -hmm. and jeff i don't know if you remember this episode okay but but essentially arnold arnold finds iggy takes it takes homework to iggy's house iggy's just a weird kid with like the blue glasses green blue glasses Mm -hmm. and he finds him in like like bunny pajamas and like accidentally kind of lets it slip to the whole school that this kid who everybody thinks is really cool wears these bunny pajamas. Yeah, I remember that. And the end of the episode ends with basically the only way that Iggy's ever going to forgive Arnold is if Arnold comes out and walks like down and like down basically the red carpet in um in bunny pajamas. Mm. And Iggy realizes that it wasn't Arnold's fault that everybody found out that this was a thing and like tries to stop him, but can't. And then we never see Iggy in the show ever again. And like Arnold's kind of like, like I'm never going to talk to you ever again, Iggy, like at the end of the episode, like that's how the episode ends. Patricia, you still there? Yes, I am still here. Okay. I do not understand. Well, I do kind of understand why, this episode is kind of frowned upon, but at the same time as I don't quite understand why it's regarded as something that Craig Bartlett hated. Mm-hmm. That information is not true. I mean, he, I mean, sure. There probably were some things that maybe they could have whole rumor of he regrets that episode. I want you to 
you know, for all the listeners who are um, uh, listening, don't believe everything that you see on the internet. Uh, yeah. My friend Arun Meha from the Arun Meha show, he interviewed Craig Bartlett numerous times, and he has talked about like really interesting, cool stuff. And a lot of the stuff that they bring up online, that's simply not true. In fact, you know, I mean, you know, th- th- this is out of respect, you know, for, especially for me, uh, I, my YouTube partnership is with channel Federator and 100 and and Craig Bartlett officially posted on his Facebook page saying that more than half of the information that Frederator posted was wrong, especially the infamous one in which um, originally the story of Pigeon Man was that he was going to commit suicide. And no, that information's not true either. So- I, I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, I watched that episode. We could talk about the Pigeon Man episode all day. I could do an entire seven hours about Pigeon Man. Um, <laughs> but- sure. Um, I, yes, I, I, I found that information and it seemed oddly dark and kind of ridiculous. Um, we went into that episode. That is that a reality? Is that a, is that a fact, factual thing that Pigeon Man jumps off the roof in the original script? No, and if it's you're, completely it, not. Uh, true. Oh, no. Of, and, and I, I rewatched that episode and I can see where that comes from in, in, in a sense of like, this is a really, really dark episode with what is kind of a dark and like a whole, the whole premise is pretty dark except for the end where he jumps off that roof with the pigeons and like flies away and like always eat your berries, Arnold, or like whatever it says. Yeah. Um, but, but pigeon man is pretty, pretty you know, like hurt over that moment. Like Harold and 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 uh, Harold and Sid. No, it's Sid that's, and no, Sid. and Sid is never in that one. A lot of people mistake that, but Sid is never with that group. It's Harold, Stinky, and Joey. Joey, Joey, who I feel like never gets an episode. No, pretty much. Um, no. It's just like that minor, minor character that we bring up like <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, um, and they, they, I mean, they. They really hurt Pigeon Man, honestly. And what they did was horribly wrong. And despite just watching the Harold episode where he defends Patty and mad respect for Harold out of that episode. But, um, like, I watched that epi- the Pigeon Man episode. I'm like, I, I kind of hate Harold. Like, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Like, I really kind of hate his guts. Sure. <laughs> for And, and he's redeemed himself redeemed himself a few times throughout the series at this point, but I'm still pigeon man and stoop kid. And some of those episodes are regarded as, you know, the history of Hey Arnold. And I will hold those episodes dear to my heart forever. I, th- I think the stoop kid was the saddest episode. Hmm. You think stoop kids, the saddest episode. I think it's a sad one. It's one of the ones that, I, that burned into me, my memory. Hmm. I remember pigeon man, but like stoop kid, man. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that, you know, you're in. There's this mysterious kid who's never left this one place. He doesn't know who his family is. He's just raised by himself, and then everybody makes fun of him, saying, "Ha ha, you can't leave the stoop." It's like kind of like an inner turmoil in which we can't escape, and we have nobody who can be with us. It's like it would make anybody sad. I mean, damn. <laughs> And then it doesn't even resolve wait, wait. at the end of it. He still doesn't leave his stoop at the end. Well, no, he does. No, he, chase, he, chase, he, he chases. He chases. He chases Harold away. Which yeah, is- he does. He yeah, He does leave his stoop, and he does chase Harold away. 
And, you know, in the episode Cool Party, Stoop Kid was there in the Geek Party. So oh, yeah. he has left his stoop occasionally. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious. We've we've established that he's going to appear in the jungle movie, although I just feel like it's gonna just be a cameo for the sake of Yeah, I mean sex. which is fine here's, because here's, that's not the main focus of what we want in the jungle movie. We want to know about Arnold's parents, not what Stoop Kid's up to. <laughs> Alright, this is important. This is important, Patricia. Do we think right now we're what? It's 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 April, so we're we're a few months away still from yeah. what is supposed to be this release. Do we think that this satisfies what we want? Do we think this movie actually does what we want it to, or do we end up thinking it will 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 it let us down? Will it mm-hmm. not be the moment that we've been waiting fifteen years for? Because part of me like says I need to temper my expectations, like I need to. I need to tone it down. I've been waiting a very, very long time for this. Right. I, right. I, I, I cried every time I've seen the last episode of Hey Arnold. Every time. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, every, I can let every, you know about this, David, that regardless of if it's like the most perfect ending or satisfying note for Hey Arnold, there's going to be at, le- at least maybe one or two people who will be disappointed. Because, you know, there's like yeah. so many expectations. I've read so many fanfics. I've seen so many fan art about what they think is going to happen. And guess what? I mean, for Craig Barlett, this is the definitive answer. And some people may not be even satisfied with it. Maybe it'll end better. Maybe it'll end bittersweet. Maybe it'll be like, oh, it, his parents were alive all this time. And then they have a whole bunch of questions that are kind of nitpicky. It's like, regardless. Like lost. Exactly. So it's it's basically that. If it turns out really well, there's going to be at least one person who's not going to be happy with it. Oh, but oh, oh! I, I, I think, think that they should be. It has oh, a huge ahead. potential to have more raise more questions than it ever answers. Maybe I mean sure if you uh, maybe, but uh, I think that with Craig, since he's been wanting to do it for a very long time, and he knows, I mean absolutely that he knows that people have been waiting for this for a very long time. And if it wasn't for those same people who have been dying to see the Jungle movie, this wouldn't happen. So I'm sure that he has a, a huge weight on his shoulders to satisfy the fans, as well as the people who've never grown up with Hey Arnold. So I think that knowing Craig, um, I think he's going to. I think he's going to answer. Wanted to know. I I so Hayek this for a long time. I've told this story a million. Blogs. I wrote to Craig Bartlett on, um, you know, by snail mail. This was before Facebook was a thing. I waited six months. He he's saying thank you, and he drew a picture of the, and that was all I heard regarding about the Jungle movie. And then for a long time, I just accepted that it wasn't going to happen. So coming i'm 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 thrilled it's coming i i'm more i'm more excited than you could ever imagine that this is a thing that's coming i i i'm glad it is it proves that that our outcries and demands for things you know are never never should be let go right anything anything that you think you would like to see the end of if, if this can come back anything can come back right that's it's part of the importance of this moment, I think. But 
I worry if those answers are what anybody wanted or what anybody wants at this point. Like, I, I better than nothing, though. Yeah, for a lot of people, it was nothing for a long time. At least we're getting an answer. Mm-hmm. People felt the same. Mariah Jack. Are we ever going to see Jack come? Back? Oh, I'm thrilled that we'll Samurai Jack it. came back. Jeff's, Jeff's and, a huge you know, fan of Samurai with, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with like Young Justice. The show was canceled before its time. People wanted to see a season three. Season three's happening. As long yeah, as I mean, I think now make, is a better time. Go ahead. As long as they don't make the Jungo movie like they redid Teen Titans. No, I don't or, think so. Or, or I, or I don't Power think he'll ever do that. Oh, yeah. No, here's the thing. Teen Titans Go and the Powerpuff Girls reboot has none of the creators involved. Right. Which yeah. is important. To- so, um, and as, as well as a good majority of the people who worked on the show the first time around and some new people. So I think that they'll know what direction they want to push in for the Jungle movie. As opposed to Teen Titans Go and Powerpuff Girls reboot in which none of the people involved with the original are involved in it. And they just basically just did it for the sake of, Hey, this show was popular a long time ago. Let's see if we can bring it back. Profit. Yeah. Sad. Um, Jeff, I don't know if we talked about this a little bit here. I know I've talked about it on various podcasts, at least. Um, Nickelodeon has also announced that Invader Zim is coming back. Um. In in a TV movie form, just like the Jungle movie, right? We're getting we're getting a, a continuation of Invader Zim. Is this is this the revival of Nickelodeon for everything that we want to come back, or should I just continue to sit here and enjoy the the few things I get, or can I continue sitting here begging for Rugrats and Cat Dog and uh, Angry Beavers slash? You know, I I would love to see Rocket Power come back in its its cheesy form that it is. Like, it'd be awful for what it is, but I also would kind of love there to be like a like an era of kids who are totally back into like skateboards and being cool and putting X on everything. Like, <laughs> or maybe it can be like a self parody, basically, in which like you know these kids are doing skateboards and everybody's off doing something else like they're on their cell phones and stuff like that uh, in fact i think i've heard that the rocco's modern life tv movie is going to pick up in the you know from the last episode which was future schlock in which rocco filbert and heifer go into the space um spaceship and then when they finally land it's 20 years into the future which is our time and it's completely changed so let's have the rocket gang go into like a cryogenic sleep <laughs> for like 20 years. And then they yeah, wake the- up and they're like you're surrounded by a bunch of kids and they're talking about like Tony Hawk and they're like, Tony who? who? <laughs> <laughs> like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games? Yeah, I played five. It sucked. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's something I worry about the Jungle movie, and that's what I worry about. Let's let's pretend the Jungle movie does really well, right? And sure. maybe maybe we get Patakis, or maybe we just get a Hey Arnold continuation. Either way, right? This takes place a year mm-hmm. later. I'm a huge fan of the redesigns. I think they're fantastic because they still truly do look like the same characters. But at the end of the day, like if like if we don't have big Bob's beepers, like if he's not selling beepers, like I'm gonna be really sad. Well, to be okay. fair, in the Patakis, he was never planned to sell beepers anyway. He was going to sell uh, cell phones. Right. Beepers well, were on their way out. 
Well, okay, but that's important. So, Hey Arnold takes place in what? What year is it? It's 96? I'm going well, to mean, this up. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I got kind of like 96, sure. I mean, so, so, but okay, but so if, if he's selling cell phones, like it's still got to be like the era of terrible flip phones, or he's got to be like selling Palm Pilots. Like it can't. Or he's going to sell uh, the jukebox cell phone, right? Ooh, yeah, the juke. Cool. Watch, watch, watch me juke. Um, <laughs> Jeff makes fun of me because I thought having a juke was the coolest phone ever before the iPhone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. But the point is, if, if if everybody's walking around with iPhones or somebody can Google something on a smartphone, like I'm gonna just be like, please don't, please don't mm-hmm. do this, please don't do this to my my brilliant my brilliant nineties cartoon. Even with you know, I, I think we'll be okay because even something like the Peanuts movie, which came out a few years ago, they still had those old fashioned rotary phones. So I think it'll be okay. Yeah, they need to, they need to stay true to the source material, even if we get a Hey Arnold like continuation though, like that's. It's it's got to take place in the time period where playing sport, sports in the vacant lot was cool in Gerald Field, and you know, skateboards kind of have to still be cool because <laughs> nobody, you know, there's still there's still the dedicated group of kids who are at the skate park every single day, right? But you're like, you are not, you are not the cool hip thing anymore. Going to the skate shop and wearing Vans is not the coolest hip thing in the in the world anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be, hey, I, we're going to be going shopping at Fila. You want to join? <laughs> it's it... Little kids who are saying, like, I'm going to try to see if I can catch Pokemon and Pokemon Blue with my Game Boy Link cable. <laughs> yeah, but, but so... So if they hark if if they they harken back to that time period and want to move forward like a little bit in time, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to bring like Game Boys into it, right, and and be kind of self aware of like this is how bad this stuff was, right? Then it's fine. But sure, like but Arnold, it can go into a, still got it. Can also go into like a a pandering direction. It's like, oh, this came out in the nineties. Ha ha, very funny. Some people even that felt true. that way about the Legends of the Hidden Temple TV movie, in which there was a lot of references to the game show. And some people felt like, oh, it's just pandering to the fact that you grew up with it. It's like, you know, you you can go far or too distant either way. You have to find a nice balance. Right, I got I got one more important Nickelodeon question, and then Jeff will do his obscure character of the week, and we will maybe talk about Star Wars next week. <laughs> we, need to, we need to also talk about Sandy Wexler <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh god! Because, no. because now we've gone down this whole. I love Nickelodeon. I absolutely love Nickelodeon. I just wish there was a show that was still for me on that network because there's not. I went into the Nickelodeon app like. You know, if you have like an Apple TV and you have a cable subscription, like with somebody who has a cable subscription, you can log into like every TV network's app, right? And you log in there, like, oh man, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm gonna watch Drake and Josh all the way through. And I, I boot it up, and they're like, here's seasons three and four, and there's only four episodes from both the seasons. Are oh, you kidding me? They're they're not even arranged in order. What are you doing, Nicolone? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me, Drake and Josh? They have to have anyway. Um, listen, um, I'm gonna step out uh, for just a minute. I want to try to see if I can refresh my camera because before this podcast is over, I really need to show you my poster. So I'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. that time we can. Yeah, definitely. So be right back. So what do you want to talk about um, really quick. 
Okay, what's what's Star Wars or Sandy Lexer? Go pick one. Lexer. We can talk about Star Wars next week. Okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> we're already we, so we, we're already so we're already so late on Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we um, can talk about more on it next week. Um, so Netflix released the new Adam Sandler movie, Sandley Wexler. And it wasn't horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the moral of this this movie, right? Is it it harkens back to a lot of Adam Sandler's classic movies. A lot of the good cameos done really well. A a, a compelling like story. I feel like the only part they did wrong, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I would have enjoyed this movie more was if, if it was like a little bit, I don't know, take the story formula of like Wedding Singer, yeah, but put it in the '90s and make it exactly like the Wedding Singer, just a so little more, bit. Oh uh, no, you <laughs> just a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, well, this kind of was like that. It took place in the '90s. Yeah, it takes place oh, in the 90s. It, it does it in the 90s, so it does the gags of like him giving wrong advice for everything. Like, take all your money out of Apple and invest in AOL. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Um, no, it did really well of, of portraying the 90s. This is a totally 90s episode of this show, but it this, did a really well job of, of, of that time. Magazines, billboards, um, it was smart to make a, happy, a couple Happy Gilmore references. I was happy to see those. And, and it was just great. That he, he went back to a different time. Like, not all the slapstick stuff. is less slapstick. And it was just like, with the storyline with, like, what it was about, it actually made me, like, it made me feel emotions as opposed to other Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like, you're I, rooting for Sandy to get the girl. I I, I, I was... I was watching it, and and yes, it's very funny. There's there's moments that are very very funny, like Adam Sandler movies do. But parts of me were like, I wonder if this is going to get funnier, because right now it feels like a kind of like a, a like a heartfelt drama. Yeah. At the same time, and it's it does, and you feel bad for him as he loses his clients, and and like. You know what he's like, what he's going through. You care about him as a character, and I'm like a lot of the time um, where you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, with like, like ridiculous six was bad. Was bad, bad. I really liked the do over, despite people not really enjoying I that. But was, I, uh, but so I think of of the of the three we've gotten so far of all the Adam Sandler movies that have come to Netflix, this is the best one. Oh, my favorite thing is when he meets uh, his old client Alfred. And you realize who it is. <laughs> and you're like, oh my and, gosh. And it harkens back to what that person was at that time period really, really well. <laughs> yeah, I like that they made a cameo for him. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. Really well done. Um, yeah, when he showed up, when, when, we, when he showed up and Ashley was watching it, I'm like, do you know who that is? She's like, no. I'm like, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> no, really, really I, I well tell done. It was him just from the back hair. <laughs> but it was really, really well. I, I thought it was one of his best ones in a good while. Yeah, I mean, of, of Adam Sandler movies, even not just the Netflix exclusive Since movies. Jack and the ones... Joe. <laughs> Since, no, I mean, 
I'd, I'd have to look at a complete list of everything that's come out since Jack and Jill just to confirm that. Because um, I thought Bedtime Stories was good. What's that one quote that we did that, like, it was the best Star Wars movies since episode one? Yeah. <laughs> was that the quote? Or there, was, there was a quote I said that I was just completely ridiculous. <laughs> it was the best Star Wars uh, movie that's been out since episode one. And you're like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> oh, oh, no. It's the best comic book movie since Spider Man 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, Spider Man. Oh, it's the best Marvel movie specifically. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like is that a, a slight at all marvel movies like everything previous no um, so, so i think the last good adam decent adam Sandler movie was pixels uh, pixels was not that good <laughs> and before pixels was no 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 that's my boy was terrible um what about funny people oh i love funny people yeah Funny people came out after Jack and Jill. That's I actually came I out would argue before Jack and Jill. I think Adam Sandler. I think Adam Sandler has cancer. I've said this publicly, but <laughs> what makes you say that? He just they keep except this movie didn't it mentioned it like once, but every movie since Funny People had Adam Sandler have cancer or like made cancer references, and I'm just worried about him as a person. So please. Please, Adam Sandler, please don't, like, tell me something's really wrong with you. Because <laughs> to lose you as one of the icons of comedy would be very, very sad. Yeah, but wouldn't be, you wouldn't be losing much this year. <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago, Adam Sandler, but not, not this year, Adam Sandler. Except for Sandley Wexler. That was good. It's very good. Very, very, very good. Jeff, do you want to pull up a character of the week just in case? Yeah. yeah. Click was pretty good. Click was good. Um, the last yeah. great, great Adam Sandler movie was, what would you say, Mr. Deeds? Yeah, I love Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Well, there was The Longest Yard, but that was a remake. No, Longest Yard is okay. It's not It's not great. <laughs> It's not it's not one of the greats. Mr. Deeds is one of those movies that that you will hold those jokes near and dear to your heart forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Um you know, every time I every time I drink out of a water fountain, I think that's Hawaiian punch. Like I still <laughs> it still still defaults to that. Yeah. That's Hawaiian. So, punch. Is there any uh, the best for you? Uh, uh, sneaky sneaky sir. Sneaky sneaky. Yeah, sneaky sneaky. those it's things like that that will or any time that i hear um david bowie's song flight control like as much as uh, space odyssey space odyssey flight control to major yeah every time i hear that song like i still see the helicopter scene from uh mr deeds (laughs) (laughs) despite really liking that song and enjoying it for what it is i still see that every single time so you know, Big Daddy's one of my favorites. You know, it's kind of amazing, Jeff, that early run of his movies. We always talk about Adam Sandler. We uh, talk about Adam Sandler yeah. a lot. But, like, it is really incredible how good that entire early run of his movies were. 
Yeah, I mean, it's and then there's 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 this weird drop off. Yeah, there's like this later run where like it's like he makes eight movies and only one of them is good. Hello, I'm back. Oh, welcome back. You're back. Yes, I am back. (laughs) Early run: Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Little Nicky, (laughs) Mr. Deeds. All right. Um, Looks like um, I missed out on a lot of Adam Sandler talk. So, anyway, I got the poster ready. Yes, but your video is still being hogged by, I'm assuming, Skype. Yeah, um, I got it it fixed. So I'm going to show you the the poster. So let me just put it up right now. Hold on, moment of truth. I'd love to if we could see you. (laughs) Here it is. Oh. Oh. This is what the poster is. I was like, like. the golden hot dog. Yeah, that's the golden hot dog trophy. At the end of every episode, um, they do something called Playland. And they have the kids inside the puppet costumes and they play a game. And this was the trophy that they got. Nice. Yeah. And it's autographed by the creator himself. That's pretty sweet. And it's so reflective that you can see Dave's bald head. (laughs) (laughs) That's It's almost almost as shiny as my head. Hello there. You can see me now. Hi. <laughs> um, this is also another thing that I have. Um, I'm going to have to stand up for this one because um, I've actually worn it a, fa- a few times on my channel. But um, hold on. Now, now, this is oh, the Wienerville T-shirts. Wienerville. Oh man! How that did is, I... Was that like drawn by like a fan? No, this was from the official website. That's I got it as official... a gift from Mark from Christmas. That's pretty cool. Thanks. That's the official. That is a real show. I yes. almost don't believe it. <laughs> I know. It is. I know. Oh man, how did that? All right. My my last important Nickelodeon question is: Danny Phantom coming back? Because I keep feeling like they're teasing it. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it is coming back because you know it's been teased for a long time. Butch Harmon clearly wants to do it. He did the ten ten year anniversary fan art. He did the. He puts up. A, he puts up. He puts up a video at least once a month. Like, going, I'm talking to Nickelodeon about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, trust me, it will happen eventually. Mm-hmm. God, I want Danny Phantom it back. That, Danny Phantom. I love that show. Danny Phantom is is one of the most creative, best superhero stories that gets completely overlooked by like the fact that like Marvel and DC have all these these amazing characters over this like long period of like, you know, 80 years of comic books. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, it's, it's rare. It's very rare that we get a brand new superhero that is amazing. and has this, this great deep lure, lore, lore, lure, um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that exists. And Danny Phantom is really one of those exceptions. Okay. This is the part of the show uh, I'll warn you, Patricia. We have a a Marvel encyclopedia. We only have a Marvel encyclopedia at this moment. Okay, um, okay that's fine. We are not a, we are not opposed of other other franchises and other encyclopedias of characters. But Jeff flips through this book, picks a very random character that no one's ever heard of, and we talk about the legitimacy of <laughs> like this description of somebody that no one cares about or has ever had any interest in. Yes. Jeff usually usually says pick a letter and I, if he does that I'll let you pick the letter. Pick sure. a letter. That'd be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. He says pick a letter, any letter. Okay. 
Uh, pick V. Pick another lounge gang. <laughs> okay, well, not V. No, no, I'm just okay, um, no, I'm just no, I said V. V. I'll, I'll do v. V, v. All right, he's got it. V. Yeah, yeah. And you can talk a little bit about Nickelodeon while I look through this. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, well, you made him flip all the way to the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I can tell you what I'm currently working on. Yes, um, yes. That that we can do while Jeff pulls this up. So. Okay. Well, before you guys called me for the podcast, I'm editing a very long analysis video. Uh, I do analysis videos, um, you know, like the one that you just saw about the history of Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie. I'm doing another one. It's called a uh, question that um, I actually got a request for when I was doing a live stream a few months ago. And it is, is Disney's Doug really that bad? Um, the way I remember it, which I've never seen it since the first time I saw it as a child. Yes, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I know that for sure? Honestly, no, I don't. Um, well, um, it is. Well, I mean, you've if you've you've seen my analysis video on the the Jungle movie, in which it's forty minutes long. My as told by Ginger you, video on why it's groundbreaking it overlooked was forty two minutes long. Yes, I watched all of that, so I now know I've watched at least eighty minutes of your content. Thank this you. This will be an hour. <laughs> this will be an hour. This is the longest video I have ever done. I don't my look. my. Milestone birthday Elsian days is th- 53 minutes long, and I believe I'm doing a video that is this long. I, I mean, I had so much I, to say about D- Disney's Doug and my followers on Twitter if I should even cover the movie, and they said yes. So that's another 10 minutes there. I don't remember anything but the movie, to be honest. Um, the other thing is, I, I love making YouTube videos. I've been making YouTube videos since 2007. Sure. Has has that evolved into really just being a podcaster? Yes, yes, it has. Because making YouTube videos is way too much work. So mad respect for you being able to put out hour-long analysis videos on franchises that no one even remembers. <laughs> you know, some people might even say it's sad. I received a comment a few months ago about my history of the I think it's amazing. movie. And it said... Um, apparently one of the person, uh, one of my followers said, um, you know, I, okay. Me watching video mom, who would, who would watch 42 minutes of a video of a cartoon from the nineties. And then me said, raise hand. So yeah, there are people out there who think that I absolutely am wasting my time, which you know what it's you, to be fair, you know, sure. But I've had a lot of fun doing it. If you're having fun doing it, you're not wasting your time. I thank you. I, I've I, look, and this this comes from somebody who's found you very recently, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like I've probably seen your videos before. Before now, I'm just like finally I can, I can like I have a show. I can reach out to this person. But um, what you're doing is amazing, and, and somebody needs to do it, and no one is doing it, right? Well, so you. the fact that you are the the fact that you're doing it is really really important to the community of me in my opinion i i i can't even imagine look i went to school for film editing i have a degree i have a degree of certified editing yay what do you do i get to laugh at it every morning but um like the amount of work that goes into your videos blows my mind 
and the fact that you keep putting them out. You, you, you put these big apologies in some of them where you're like, I know I said I was going to make this video like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But this video would have taken you a year to make it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, like- trust me, I've I've been receiving comments lately saying, I'm sorry, I haven't been posting videos in a while because I've been so busy I mean, there was a person who was commenting saying, stop doing podcasts and do more videos. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I feel guilt. I even feel guilty about this. And I'm working I, really hard. And, you know, I feel that when I post a video, they'll see that I worked really hard on it. And I'm hoping that it's worth it for them. I can turn around a podcast in an afternoon. I can't turn around a, an hour-long analysis video on the history of Disney's Doug in, like... A day, like I would need, I need like eighty hours of work to do. That. I mean, I, I've been working on this for weeks. I, I've been yeah. watching the show, then watching the movie, r- writing, looking through notes, editing audio, notes, editing notes of video. notes of every episode. I'm sure going through. The, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. I, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, it, I mean, all my analysis videos take a lot of work because I don't do reviews. You know, I don't do like, oh, uh, here's a show. I'm going to review it. It's like, I respect those who do reviews. I would love to do reviews just like those people who do it, uh, like really professional. I feel like that's not for me. So that's no, why I do not, analysis videos. We don't do reviews either. I've never, I've never had the urge to write a review, but to talk about, to talk about a show is way more important to me. Right. Oh yeah. Spend, Absolutely. This is why I do it. it. Right. So Jeff, did you find a character that starts with V? <laughs> I found a bunch that are almost equally awesome. as funny. <laughs> Um, I have a couple that that are pretty funny. Do you want to do you want to talk about Vermin? Vermin, Vermin. Uh, Vermin. He looks like a vermin. He he looks like a weird guy. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He has a long face. You know, (laughs) he has long claws. Okay. He looks like that creepy guy that should be in your basement. That should be in my basement. Wait, wait. Now I'm concerned. Jeff's Jeff's got a really big basement with like this very big this very big. No, 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 not your basement. I mean like in general, just in general. It's like that creepy guy who apparently lives on the basement. Uh, you know, like it it, he just looks really creepy. Like the basement. I mean, I don't even have a basement. I I mean I live in an apartment. I I haven't seen basements in forever. Yeah, but if you were to see your apartment basement, he would be there. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I'd see the sun in ten years. He'd be by that Pepsi machine that used to spit out a dollar and change, a five, and and a drink. Oh, that was great. That so, was great. Uh, so what's the story this, with this guy? Yeah, what this, tell us how does he have. He first appeared in Captain America in 1982. Okay. Ooh, okay. his real name is okay. Edward Wellen. Edward Wellen, which is a creepy basement guy's name. Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, he has red eyes, brown hair. Of course he does. Of yeah. course he does. Mm-hmm. Special powers, abilities, superhuman strength and speed. Teeth and nails can cut through soft metals. Just soft metals. Only not, specific not Soft metals. Just soft metals. Like he, he not, I can cut through tin foil with a single bound. I can bite through tin foil. <laughs> Greatly enhanced sense of smell. Yeah. Okay. Greatly. All right. So we have so Wolverine. Right, so, so right now he's a really weak Wolverine with red eyes. Got it. <laughs> yeah. 
can command rats to attack an enemy. Oh, kind of like um, so he's kind of like um, the The sewer sewer king from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or or a Arnold sewer king. Yeah, Squirrel Girl, like just like Squirrel. Yeah, Squirrel Girl, exactly. Squirrel Girl. Who would win in a fight, squirrels or rats? Ooh. Squirrels, because Squirrel Girl always wins. That's the point of Squirrel. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Villainous Baron Zemo. And Armin Zola found Whelan living on the streets of Manhattan and genetically modified him into a rat man. Let me ask you a question, Dave. If you could genetically modify somebody to any animal you could choose, would you choose a rat? No, I'd pick it like something cool, like a dragon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure dragons don't exist. Maybe a dragon. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, wait. maybe a kimono dragon. How about that? Or dragonfly. A dragonfly, yeah. Dragonfly would be significantly cooler than a rat. Just anything would be cooler than a rat. Look, look, mad respect for Peter Pettigrew, okay? Right? As as a rat person from Harry Potter. But spoiler, spoiler, rats Ron is is Peter Pettigrew. Um this is not it's not via it doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't want to be a rat for that long or be a rat ever. How far into it? How far past does a book have to be released for it not to be a spoiler anymore? I don't know. <laughs> uh, trust me. I mean, there are some people out there who they will complain that they revealed a spoiler, even though the movie is like something odd years old or whatever. So it's it's one person complaining. It was the same joke as, as Snape killed Dumbledore. It's the same. It's spoiler. The same joke. Spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler music. <laughs> Somebody just yelled at us. Um, I don't have it. <laughs> They they sent him to kill Captain America. But he <laughs> failed. But he failed. Of course Shocking. he did. <laughs> With a mouse trap, probably. Or like peanut butter, cheese, maybe. <laughs> like, official, uh, it's official. He's gonna be in the next Avengers movie. <laughs> he he was unstable and often turned on his masters. During this is- the this is one of those good characters that you open the movie with, just as a nod to like the two people in the world who care about this character. Except that we all know, all do stuff on the internet that the internet will go crazy. And be like, they brought back Berman. He hasn't been seen in anything since '82. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's how the fans of Howard the Duck felt when they saw him in a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh gosh, exactly. Yeah, like it's exactly the same thing. It's like. No one would care. Like, not everybody would pretend to think it's the greatest thing ever, but no one would care. It's crazy. <laughs> During the Civil War, he helped out both the Thunderbolts and the Hood. Okay, both so to be fair, he did appear in Civil War, so he's yeah, he's notable enough. He should have appeared sure. in this last movie, man. Yeah, because like, Captain America fighting, and then Vermin comes out of nowhere. That's, yeah, because that movie needed more characters, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later, Vermin battled the new Craven the Hunter and also tangled with his old foe, Spider-Man, ah. who was wearing a Daredevil costume at the time. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. This this last sentence is is very mystifying. Was Vermin wearing the Daredevil costume or was Spider-Man wearing the Daredevil costume? <laughs> Either way, it would be pretty funny. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Absolutely. A giant rat-like person wearing Daredevil costume. Or or Spider-Man wearing the Daredevil costume and making puns about being blind. 
Because <laughs> you know he would do that if he wore the Daredevil costume. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> another another Jeff's characters in the in the weeks of character crunch. The only show that part of the show that harkens back to the original origins of this show. <laughs> um, there there are a couple of good ones for me, like Vibraxis can generate intense vibratory force. <laughs> That's his only power. Nice. I'm sure they'll intense vibratory force. It'll be the only Marvel movie that'll be rated X. <laughs> It'll be done by right, Trauma Entertainment. He accidentally murdered a game. That's an intense vibratory force. He'll make a cameo of Wienerville. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh. funny, hilarious. No, no, no. All right, we're moving on. That was a terrible joke. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, Mark. I'm, I'm sure Mark gets that Patricia, all the time. You, yeah. you told us about your amazing projects that are in the works. I, I can't actually, now I can't wait to see that because I haven't watched that Disney version of Doug like since. I'd be very curious if I got it for no money at all um, to watch it. Mm-hmm. So so make sure you got you tell everybody at this moment where to find you, where to follow you. Make sure they, they get to your stuff for all of our wonderful, like, I don't know how many people listen to the show anymore. So... <laughs> <laughs> About don't worry. I'm sure that you know gen- you'll get some more followers really soon. But yeah, I'd love lessons. to share my uh, information. So uh, my name is Patricia from Old School Lane. You can find me mm-hmm. at my official blog site at oldschoollane.blogspot.com. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com/pbm717. You could just type in Old School Lane on YouTube. Uh, I do podcasts. I do videos. I do blog articles, and. Uh, yeah, right now, the the one I'm working on right now is called uh, Is Disney's Doug Really That Bad? It's an analysis video looking into Disney's Doug and the pros and cons that it has. And I do uh, buy, I do a weekly podcast on As Told by Ginger called We're In Between, um, which also stars Casey and Ashley from the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. And uh, you want to follow me on Twitter at Patty underscore B underscore Miranda or... Um, you can check out facebook.com slash old school lane so you can get the latest updates on what you know projects I'm doing. And yeah, I have a lot of cool stuff coming. Not only um, the analysis video on Disney's Doug is really that bad, but I'm not done with the Hey Arnold month, uh, you know, with Hey Arnold month, which, you know, that was part of um, the uh, history of the Hey Arnold the Jungle movie. I am planning on doing another analysis video on the Christmas special. And I have one secret uh, video that I've been working on for a very long time. I've been working on this for a year. It's almost finished, and I'm just waiting for a few more people to be um, getting involved with the project. But it's really special. Let's just say it's a ta- it's a topic on Hey Arnold that has never been covered before, mm-hmm. and um, I got some really cool people behind it to help me out on it. And that's going to be coming out really soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Go check her stuff out, guys. Um, if you guys enjoy this podcast, I'm sure you'll enjoy her podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Our music should be playing, but it's not. Why is it not playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there we go. There we go. It's important. Uh, <laughs> and, all, and all this time, she's plugging her things. I'm like, all right, it's all set. All I got to do is press one. It'll be good. Um so unprofessional, Dave. She'll never want to do a podcast with us again. Thank you. It's all your fault. 
Of course, guys, as always, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash dayspace, where you can be like our amazing page from Josh Miller, who supports the show every single week. Check out his Twitch channel. He speedruns video games at A, Big F, and Eagle. You guys can also follow the show at Character Crunch. You guys can like the show on Facebook. Email your thoughts, your opinions uh, to charactercrunch.gmail.com. You can follow Jeff at Jeffrey Daily and me at Dayspace. That's D-A-C-E-S-P-A-C-E. See you guys next week for another fun-filled episode of Character Crunch, your uh, weekly geeky, nerdy, hopefully favorite podcast. Bye, everybody. I'll see you next week. Statement. I- I'd like to be somebody's favorite show. I, I, it's my favorite show. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs>